This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. Top of the morning to you, lads and lasses. <laughs> A very happy St. Patty's Day to all involved. We're here rocking the green getting ready to catch you guys up on all the news and notes of what's been going on this week. As always, I'm joined by the crew. I, I can't possibly go through them all as we do every single day, so I'm just going to cut right to my co-host, Christian Soto. You ready to go down to the Strip, look at some, uh, some baddies on St. Paddy's? Have you, have you spent any time on the Strip on St. Paddy's Day? I know no. you've only been in Vegas a couple years. No, I haven't. All right, so I've been here since 08. Uh, well, man, moved out here with me. He can attest to this. We used yes. to just go for it on most holidays, St. Patty's being one of them. We, we, I was actually looking through like our group chat today. There was one, uh, there was a photo of like a bunch of us at a blackjack table with Brent standing behind it, just dead behind the eyes. I mean, there was just, he was not, awesome. he was, he was standing upright, but not conscious. The guy who went the hardest out of our friend group had to be uh, Dan O'Brien and Rightfully so. He yeah. loves yeah, St. Paddy's Day. Well, he's, he's Irish. No, but he loves St. Paddy's Day, man. I've never seen anything like that. I'm like, like, whoa. Like, he's like dressed up. Like, I saw him get up. He was like, boom, today is my day. In another oh. world. There's two things that he, he likes. It's like, is it Burning Man? No, oh, no, EDC. EDC. He likes yeah. EDC and St. Paddy's Day. Yeah, like, I don't have the heart to tell him that he's too old for EDC. He gets so pumped up for it every single year. <laughs> His hair was purple and gray. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't fuck around. He, he definitely comes to, to party whenever it comes to these holidays. Uh, funny story, the last time I was on the strip for St. Patrick's Day, I was actually wearing this t-shirt. Uh, it's, it's now been adorned my St. Patty's Day attire. And I was meeting uh, Danielle and my friend Nicole at, at the time, O'Shea's. Okay. So, have you ever been to O'Shea's? Yeah, I know what it is. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> They were. I literally showed. Well, up I think the playing. new one is is better, right? It's cleaner. It's the, some, the, the original yeah. old one that was that yeah. was where all the college kids went to go party on St. Patrick's. Day. Yeah, that's probably true. It. I mean, it was just the only like when you're playing public beer pong. Yeah, in a exactly. disgusting. We area. called it hepatitis pong. Yeah, that, rightfully so. Rightfully God so. damn. So I parked it. Happy uh, pong. What is, what is what is a shade attached to? Flamingo. Harris maybe. Harris maybe. Yeah, I think maybe Harris. It's in between so, both. Uh, yeah. I it's think in the I link parked... right now. Right yeah, now yeah. it's part of the link. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right, right. But at the time, I think it was attached to Harris. So I parked mm -hmm. in Harris parking lot and I'm walking through the casino to get there. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't even think, I, I don't, honestly, I wouldn't even remember what this said. Uh, it's just a graphic tee that I got from uh, uh, Scotch and Soda. So it's just like, I just like it. I, I don't even know what it says. But I'm walking and uh, this, this like, Oh, younger. I, I already know where this is going, dude. Like, this is nuts. Like, now I see it. This younger dude, he's probably like 22, 23. He just like stops me and he goes, speaking ain't the only thing that's easy. Wow. And I'm like, all right. I still fucking got it. Let's go, baby. That's strong. St. Patty's Day is here. That's wild. Yeah, right. That was my most recent. That, that was the last time that I think I've done it. <laughs> but what, what, was he trying to, what was he trying to say, though? He's he trying, trying to smash, man. Hey, you know why, though, right? Why? Bro, that, I mean, I don't know if this is YouTube, like, but that kind of looks like a glory hole, dude. <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess I really uh, <laughs> Somebody, somebody 
somebody else said earlier today that it looked like a dick, and I go, oh, that kind of makes sense, nah, too. It looks like where you yeah. put a dick sometimes <laughs> in the speakeasy. Yeah, all right. Maybe this isn't my new St. Patty's Day shirt. I might have to upgrade. Retire that. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I was trying to see where he was going. No, I, look, I was just flattered, you know. I, I'm, I'm happy to be a desirable human, whether it be to men or females. I mean, I mean I'm sure. Whatever the case may be. We'll see, we'll see about that it's later. It's a pat on the back. Um, so I was doing a little St. Patty's Day research today. Okay. And I come to find out that a lot of us are from a region where St. Patty's Day is fucking huge. I mean, it makes sense. Like, we're, we're all, like, relatively close to Boston. Like, I'm, I think when people think about Irish people, they seem to relate it to Boston. That's what I thought, too, uh, mainly because of Dropkick Murphy's song, Shipping Up to Boston. It's, like, kind of an Irish ode, so to speak. And I'm just like, yeah, like, <clears throat> that with, like, the Red Sox, they do, they always do the, mm-hmm. the St. Patty's the logo green. with the, with the uh, four-leaf clover or whatever. So I'm just like, yeah, Boston's for sure definitely one of the top cities no doubt about it um same patty destinations yeah right and growing up pittsburgh was always massive i never partook but like my best friend her family went every single year and the irony was they were an italian family like i never understood it but i guess like actually knowing her dad he just liked getting drunk well it's also (laughs) the irish italian the catholic yeah you know that that northeast irish italian catholic bond that's true. St. Patrick was Italian. Oh, here we go. <laughs> My dad owned a... From the, uh, from the five minutes of research that I did, um, well, this is big in... The, hood lawyer number two. Weird. Yeah. This is big in the Italian-American... The research section. corner yeah, over here. Yeah. Five minutes of research. He, he, um, his parents were Roman, mm-hmm. which would also mm-hmm. make him of Roman descent, and they were like Roman diplomats, and um, he, I guess he was born in what is now Britain... But at the time, it was occupied by the Romans. So as far as I'm concerned. Sun, sun doesn't you know, set on the Roman Empire. Yeah. I mean, comment in the section, you know. And, you know who else and, and see, Tell us what you think. But uh, <laughs> I think he was, was Italian? Italian. Me. Christopher Columbus. Yeah, he was. Yeah. You win some, I, you lose I, some. I, Italians will not let that, let that one go. They maybe should let that one yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you should like just say, yeah, yeah Spanish. Yeah. No, we don't, we don't claim them. <laughs> he just goes. He okay. just worked for you. Listen, let's not talk about Christopher. <laughs> the, the strange part about Christopher Columbus is like people, like we have like a shrine of like like Christopher Columbus. We're like, dude, like well, it's kind of like yeah. shifted away. It's like the Joe Pa statue, you know? Yeah. It's like maybe we should like tear this one down. No, it's a huge building that sets like. It, oh, you're saying in the DR? Yeah, like it's it's oh. a, it's it's as big as like Bellagio, and it just shines across all like. In the air, it's like a cross, right? Like the, you know, the Jesus cross into the, into the light. The whole city can see it. That's wild. Yeah. It's, and it's the Christopher Columbus that like building. Yeah. Well, you're Spanish thanks to him. So, I mean, <laughs> there's that. St. Patty's is, is fun, dude. <laughs> it's, hey, it's, I it, just want to point out real quick. It was never established that Conrad was the hood lawyer one because the beta version of this show never came out. That's true. So ah. you sound really racist right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am not racist. It's all love. So anyway, back to, back to my We'll do a behind the scenes one. On the best party destinations for St. Patty's Day. I was shocked. I thought Boston or Chicago would be one. 
Yeah, in my I, head, they're they're most known for St. Patrick's. Right, I had Chicago because right. of the river. Chicago, not even in the top three. Chicago was number four. San Fran five. New York, not in the top ten. I can see 11. New York. New York is just like not. Yeah, it, I, I've been there. It's, it's just, just so okay, big. Wait, but, but like is, Chicago has the Green River, so like I instantly would have put them like one or two. Sure, they were four. Yeah, agreed. you want to know what city was above them? Please enlighten us. Fucking Pittsburgh, baby. Number Woo! three. That's right. Oh, God. We do everything right. That's right. <laughs> Almost we were, right. So we were three. Boston was actually number two. I could see that. So the number one to me was very surprising. All right. But it's actually Melissa's. Because you guys are all haters of Philadelphia. If you if it's a trashy holiday, of course it's gonna be <laughs> the best trashy city in the U.S. Philadelphia. Just an excuse to drink all day. You, yeah, there's like Patty's of, Pub. So, uh, to some, I I guess you can enlighten me a little bit. So from my perspective, like it wasn't surprising to see Pittsburgh in the top three, in. Uh, like in the area we grew up, we're known as the land of bards and churches. So, I mean, what goes more hand in hand with St. Patrick's Day than bars and churches? Right. Uh, I would assume then that Philly is probably pretty similar in their culture. Yeah. I mean, they just love to drink. Like, sure. there's Did you so ever many... partake in the uh, festivities of St. Patrick's Day while um, you were in Philly? Not really. No, my brother did. He definitely did a lot of bar crawls where they would go to like. Did you know, like, you knew it was like a really big thing in Philadelphia? Like, is that? Yeah, like, well, they there's like parades. Philly, yeah, they do a lot of Pittsburgh. drinking parades. Pittsburgh has a huge they parade. They just love right. to drink and watch stuff and yeah. walk around the street. Like, it's a Pennsylvania over. thing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a little. Well, I I highly doubt Scranton is kicking it off today. Are you kidding me? Or Harris? Dwight and Michael Scott. They I were used just to party in Scranton. Killing it. Yeah. They have festivals. Camp, Camp Bisco is at um, Magic Mountain in Scranton. Would any of you ever make a trip for like a, like a holiday like that? Like, would you go to Chicago for St. Patty's like to experience? Personally, too personally with, no it's too cold right no. now there. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. All of the cities that are in the top 10 are all cold weather cities. They have to get drunk to yeah. stand it. I would go to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. Yeah. No, but that's, 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 not, that's, that's not a holiday. I mean. What? Well, it's a, it is it's, sort of. It's a hood it's holiday. A holiday. <laughs> it's a hood it's holiday. It's like a local <laughs> holiday. Yeah. yeah. I went to New Orleans. I've only been once. I went for a bachelor party. It was the week before Mardi Gras. You would have thought it was Mardi Gras. Yeah, I'm this sure. Place, yeah. I'm sure they get started pretty early. It's this place like was that all the insane. Time. Yeah. I mean, it was like elbow to asshole on the street. Like <laughs> you couldn't move. I loved that. that I went there. Like I loved it. I mean, I don't know if I love it as much now. Like I was still drinking then, but yeah. you could just walk around on the street drinking, and you stop by every bar and get drunk and like. What? Let, let me ask you this: What times did you call it a night? I ended up at um. This, I ended up. I, awesome. I ended up at That's a. Nice. I ended up on the top bunk at a hostel of this small British man's um, bed, this and below nuts. us, his roommate was vomiting. Okher, but like time it was frame. it was about six a.m. <laughs> that's the, that's oh, okay. the so part wait, you care about. Like, yeah, yeah, no, so I, I care for things. a reason. I, I care for a reason. So like, you were out basically like All night. Hours. Okay, do you remember the stench? No. Okay, they literally put their garbage out like as the bars close. They all just put their garbage out on the street. So like just bags of trash for Everyone's for like hammered a by mile. them. They don't care. But yeah, you're blacked the out. Best it is, smelled like death. There's a guy, this gumbo guy who has this truck and in the back there's a cooler full of gumbo in little cups that he sells to all the drunk people coming out from the bar. Like the best gumbo ever. I don't know. Is maybe, but to me it was. <laughs> well, that <time laughs> I was hammered, so it was so good really good. Yeah. Awesome. 
I, uh, <laughs> my, my story was fun. Uh, so I went there for my college catcher's bachelor party. And he's this, he's also Irish, very tiny man, like five foot two, uh, and just always getting into trouble. So he's blacked out by 8 p.m. And we end up at Little Darling Strip Club. And for me, like, strip clubs are, like, not fun. Because, like, I don't know. Because you go to the glory holes. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? That would be way better. That's what I'm saying. Uh, No, but, like, it's... Fence is on the other end. No, it's just like not fun to get female attention that you know right, has right, right, right. an underlying motive. And of you're, course, not drinking, of you're not right, drinking. I'm not drinking. You're so not drinking. Like, you're I'm not, not trying to being pay. sober in a strip club. I'm just like not interested in paying for female attention. That that just like doesn't really do anything for me. So yeah. I'm kind of just like chilling. We have a table. Uh, I'm like laying out in the, or like hanging out in the back. And you know, Leman has been to strip clubs with me before. We're very different. <laughs> he, he walks in and he has neon dollar signs. No. Like They're just like, can I get you this? Can I get you this? Can I get you this? And he looks around and he's like, what am I going to do? Say no. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that, that is fair. That was a long time ago. Had but like, glasses then too. I'm, I'm very much the opposite. Yeah, yeah like, that was back in the wearing those? This, this little man. Uh, yeah, those will definitely put a target on you at the strip club. That man was getting down to business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, mom and dad. I, I, all right, I have to tell this one first. I'm sorry. We walk into. We used to go to the strip clubs in Canada a lot. Whenever we were coming up, because we were an hour and a half drive from Niagara Falls, so we would play on like uh, the Seneca Niagara side in, in the American, or even sometimes Falls View on the Canadian side, and then we'd head to Sundowners, which was like the big strip club there. Oh, I've heard this. And Lamana, one time we walk in. And he just gets bombarded by these women when he walks in the door. And he's just like, you're all gorgeous. Like, wherever you want to take me, I'm fucking in. So they take us to, like, this side table next to the main stage. And they're just literally, like, asking but not asking if if we want them to do stuff. And I'm, like, just totally uninterested. It's like, whatever, man. Like, I'm just here for the ride. And let me... <laughs> Lamanna's just like sitting there staring at him straight up in the, in the air. And they're just like, okay, so, like, there's two of us. And sundown is like raunchy, like fully unclothed. The girls just like go at it with one another. And they're just like continuing through their act. And he's just looking around. He's like, I'm not going to tell him no, baby. We're here all night. That's <laughs> how I am at a strip club. Throwing like, loonies and toonies it. at him. Where he's like pegging them with these metal coins. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think that was wow. embellished a little bit. I got to go of out course. with Brian. Of course. Like, we got to go out yeah, with Brian. Yeah, that's, that's, you sound like Yeah, like, what's club. up? You, oh, need a, you need a time machine. No, we yeah. don't need to go, go back to, like, Today's St. Patty's. Let's bring it up. Ago. No, honestly, like, young LaManna was, he was fun. Damn. Yeah. I mean, did, I, we, we all the saw the manager. photo. No, <laughs> right. it was just exactly. like, oh, man, where, where's that Brian? I'm sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be. Chico would be proud. Uh, so going full circle now to this New Orleans trip, I'm just like hanging out in the back. All these guys from my baseball team, they're like kind of at the stage and they're coming back and forth. And of course, like the girls are coming to our table trying to like get us to, to get lap dances and stuff like that. I'm not really interested. So my strategy is always... I'm going to talk to these girls and see, You're like... You're save them? No, no, no. I have no interest in that. <laughs> but, like, I'm basically just going to chat them up, and once they realize I'm a dead end, they'll leave, you know? So I'm chatting this one girl up, and she's just not leaving. And the guys at the table are kind of, like, you know, uh, like, encouraging her to stay longer and stuff like that. So eventually, we talk her into just, like, quitting her shift for the night. <laughs> 
and hanging out with us. I told you he was going to save him. He's got that so, savior complex. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to save her. What well, are you he, talking about? We're costing her money. She just decided we were more important to hang out with than working that night. So uh, her and a couple of her friends end up just story. like, just like taking the night off and following us around all night long as a bachelor party. We all ended up like passed out in a hotel room together. Uh, I don't know what, what may have happened with the other guys. You know, I don't ask any uh, questions. The other they're, guys. Well, this is the perfect for you today. The huh? other guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's just shirking it all onto them. Meanwhile, perfect. he's the one who was talking to them. I was talking her up, but I wanted her to leave. Um, I swear. I swear. I didn't want her to leave. I just didn't want to pay for anything. I wanted her to be very well aware of that. Uh, but I, yeah, I was save wi- her. I was wingman. I can save about? her. I didn't <laughs> save her from anything. Her, bro. He saved her. I probably cost her. She no, ended up with... no, the glory emotionally. Shirt. You yeah, were yeah, you yeah, were providing that that. Landon, do you have anything to add? Uh, my dad owned an Irish bar, so for St. Patrick's Day, I would go there sometimes. Oh, was it an Irish Steelers bar? It was an Irish pub. It was it was actually called Murphy's Downtown. And it was the Steelers bar also. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The Rooneys are Irish, so yeah, you know we do have some heritage there. Yeah. Bro, the bar is gone. <laughs> There's no more money anymore. Oh, man. As for money, never... we have none. Yeah, as... but yeah. So sometimes I would go there, not for St. Patrick's Day because it was kind of crazy, but the bar definitely had the environment of an Irish pub, to say the least. Mm. They had really good I chicken. The Guinness love was Irish flowing. People. A lot of Guinness. There was I a, love there was... Irish people. All right, so, I, rem- so I we... remember there was beer on draft, and that was like the one that I remember the most. Is like it has like pictures of different alcohol on it, and like you like you use the lever. That's the one I remember. The Guinness logo. Yeah, because yeah. it has the. So where where, where would um, if Marketing. if you had to pick a place to go in Vegas tonight, where would you go? <laughs> so tonight's special because St. <laughs> Patty's is falling on opening day of March Madness, mm-hmm. and Vegas is the it's fucking lit. spot it's for insane. March Madness. And on top of that, you know, it's already a party city. Mm-hmm. We're leaning into the weekend. Right. Uh, I imagine the strip is just going to be out of this What's world. What's the, like, Poker Irish pub of so Vegas? Good. Is there one? Oh, like, uh, Yeah. No, there definitely is. Um, oh, fuck. What's the name of it? There, there are a couple Irish spots on the strip. Isn't there one in Planet Hollywood? Uh, Nine Fine Irishmen. Is it New York, New York? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, um, yeah, we went there for Skippy's. McMullen's is off the strip. It's by uh, Orleans. It's like a... McFadden. Oh, there's another McFadden, yeah. McFadden's McFadden. and McMullins. They're both uh, yeah. in Town Square too, I think. A lot of mix. But you don't want you don't want to be in Town Square tonight or Town Center, whatever. Town. You want to be on the strip. Yeah, you, you want to be on the strip, strip. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Playing poker, uh, especially as a poker player. Like that's, that's the other. So that that was kind of like what I was going to lead into. So good. Dude. Forget about like partying. If this is your career, the next like first of all the, <laughs> the, the next, next two, two weeks are going to be next two weeks. Next two weeks. Yeah, but like this particular three or four day stretch mm-hmm. with St. Paddy's Day also. Like if you're playing mid stakes, no limit hold'em, get the fuck to the strip right now. Yeah. What are you doing listening to us? <laughs> There's money in these streets, baby. There's gold out there. The end of the rainbow. <laughs> the end of the rainbow is at the win in the Bellagio, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's Chris, go. Chris is just gone. It really, it really is. He's telling me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but the games are the games are good. The games are yeah, the games are the fire. Games are There's always guaranteed to be at least one drunk guy who's gonna spice things up a lot. Yeah. Oh, I played with who, who's the guy that, that he played Superman, Dean something. Dean Kane? Kane. Dean Kane. I played with Dean Kane yesterday. He was on my left. No. Oh wow. Yeah. I bet he was a nit. Nah, he wasn't a nit. Really? He was, he was drunk. Superman. Oh, okay. Was, I, I would have thought he was like super tight for something. Yeah, he, I was like, I was like, you're famous. He's like, 
<laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I was like, nah, you famous, though. And then, like, eventually he was like, yeah, I'm Dean King. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. I play with Superman. Like, all right, cool. That's pretty cool. All right, so they went on the strip for March Madness. And then, uh, and well, Mar- if they're lucky, if they're lucky and they land on the strip, they'll find six hotties, like what we have set up here for today. Oh, so we, we were going to introduce a new segment today. I heard rumblings of this segment. I don't know what we're getting into, but I don't either. All I know is it's Melissa's idea. Uh, she's sexualizing us, which mm-hmm. is, you know, absolutely uncalled for. And yeah, but, encouraged. But it's also like I'm sexualizing you guys to each other. And mm. so it's a very what? nice twisted oh, no. thing. Okay. So this, I've turned this shirt them, has turned everything. I, yep. St. Patty's special. <laughs> I've turned everyone into women. And I've only shared the photos with Andre. Oh so no one God. has seen their female selves. And everyone is going to rate, smash, or pass on their female versions. Be- before themselves? we actually see them, can I just give what I think my rank order yeah. will be? Um, I'm pretty confident that Andre will be the prettiest Andre woman. is 100% your type. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Your type? He's not my type. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this clear. Andre's He's too mouthy. Type. I do want to mention, Wow. me and Melissa had this exact conversation that you're going to fall in love with Yeah, we were like, oh my God, I'm scared. Yeah, of course, because you're an effeminate man. Because he's Asian. You just transitioned very well into the female role. I think he'll be prettiest. I think Conrad will be second. I think Christian will land somewhere in the middle. And... uh, Don't put my freaking photo up there. (laughs) Chins is really good. And I would imagine... I think Landon will probably make a better female than Brian or I. Brian uh-huh. and I are definitely going to pull up th- your that's, that's my yeah. exact I think Brian thought. and I are at the bottom. You look sure. like a woman that would bully me. Good, good. You know what that means? That means I'm goddamn masculine. Let's fucking go. Let, oh. roll, roll the tape. Roll the tape. Who, who do you want to start with, Melissa? Um, let's start with... I think we'll, we'll do Chin last. Oh, man. Let's I'm start with Conrad. Chin does got them that. lips. I'm not. Why are you looking at my <laughs> lips, bro? <laughs> Jesus Christ. The lips are looking good in the photo. Right. <laughs> Ready? All right. Wow. Oh, okay. Cleopatra. <laughs> what is this headband you got there, Conrad? Oh, yeah. Lisa left eye. I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little concerned at the broadness of your yeah, shoulders. Like a, yeah, the shoulders are like, yeah. a Lisa left eye. Okay. Yeah, like if I saw that on hinge, I would just be like, okay, where's the are you open-minded in the <laughs> Well, I, I think oh, we're all no. gonna look a little masculine, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. Uh, I'm I, not smashing. I, I would swipe right. <laughs> I would probably swipe right, and then once I realized I was being duped, uh, very quickly unmatch. Like that's the type of girl who's gonna like hit you. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> like throw a plate at you. The, the, the Amazonian style, if you will. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's next? <laughs> Let's do um, Sue Brian. All right. Wow. Whoa! Right? What is that smoke show? What is that? You look like my fifth grade teacher. Lamanna, you are exactly what I'm looking for. What is going on? Why do I look so wholesome? Lamanna looks like a guidance counselor. That's what I'm saying. She looks like a guidance counselor. Look at those cheeks. Look at those cheeks and those eyes. This 
Perky's in love. Yeah. Hard pass. Hard smash. No. Oh, you like you like I would marry that girl. You yeah, no, that's have, a wife. That's a you, wife. Listen. That's a perfect seven and a half. Burke, you have if some I was Freudian born a girl, things, we might like <laughs> you're goddamn right. You have some Freudian things. That is a school teacher. Yeah. So what? What's you wrong like with your school teacher? Teachers? Teacher. What's wrong with a school teacher? You think that I wouldn't be happy to date a school teacher? You think teacher we're trying right to now? go down to no, St. Patty's to look like for a, the school teachers right now? Like I would choose her as a therapist. Yes. Like very kind. Very wholesome you know? woman. Very girl next door. Wow. major in in college. Yeah. Listen, very girl next door. Very wholesome. <laughs> oh, God. The hair is He's gorgeous. Getting, yeah, that's the hair. cheekbones. Man, I wish I had hair like that. I mean, imagine if he accented those cheekbones a little Man, bit. Man, you're like, only going to see him as a female yeah. from now on. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think that looks exactly zero like Lamanna. No. It <laughs> a little like, bit. It doesn't look like Lamanna, though. A little bit. Like, I, I don't see it at all. I see it. I see it. It's like Lamanna's. And honestly, like he has some hot cousins, so I'm not really shocked. Wow, he just goes after he your knows cousins, he has hot bro? cousins. I wish he wow. said some shit like that about my family. I'll fucking wow. slap the shit out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, think, segment. I think let's do That's... Andre next. All right, calm down, Berkey, please. I'm <laughs> just right. no. scared. scared. He's, He's very scared. scared. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for this one. Okay. Okay. Oh, right. Very Andre. exotic. Very nice. Uh, the mouth does look a little bit too much like Andre. It's yeah. freaking me out. Yeah. That's yeah, like, like even wearing eyes that too. That's Andre's eyes. He's wearing the if, shirt. Yeah. If uh, if this woman were wearing a mask, a COVID mask, I would be a hundred percent duped. That's. Funny. So you you like uh, you like his eyes then? That's what you're saying. Yeah, he has pretty eyes. Uh, the hair is very she. nice, long, <laughs> she. healthy, she. flowing. She. Well. Yeah, she, yeah, I guess. I'm not really sure. The photo. Yeah. The photo. <laughs> the photo. The morphing of Andre. Not as hot as I expected, Andre. Oh, Sorry. wow. Oh, wow. You're still choosing me of Andre. hundred I mean, percent. It, it's following yeah. his. It's following I mean, if we're playing Mary life. Fuck yeah. Kill, yeah. I would marry your your version of the female, and I would I would fuck Andre. <laughs> <laughs> And I would kill Conrad. Absolutely. <laughs> Before Conrad kills you. <laughs> we can do Landon and we'll end with Chin and Berkey. I can't wait to run down my ratings. Landon's next. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Uh, this lady was serving me yesterday. She was, she was a waitress. I don't really see a difference between the two. No, no, this is just... This is literally landed in drag. No, I got I got done dirty in this picture. <laughs> Wait, why did, this is, why this did you change I, it? Didn't you, did you, you have to use a filter? No, this why didn't you use a filter? Why didn't you just change. grab a photo this of Landon? No, I ain't gonna lie. I, I deserve this. They didn't even add, I deserve like, this. They didn't even add hair. The hair is the same. She literally just Wait, put makeup on it. Put it back. Please put it back. I deserve this. Put it back. We're even. We're even. I don't want to sweater. <laughs> that is that is a sultry look though. Look right? at those lips. Look at those so eyes. So I deserve this. <laughs> those are real bedroom eyes, Landon. Well, I, I gotta tell you. But it still has a little bit of a pencil mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was incredible. That was oh, awesome. Man. I think Melissa's the only one that smashed oh, there. Oh man. Yeah, I mean uh, that, that was Ooh. a nice lady. That's a no for me. Let's do yeah, I'm pass. And we'll end hard though, hard yeah, though. it's a hard pass, Landon. Sorry. <laughs> that was awesome though. We're even. <laughs> <laughs> we're even. Almost. No, we're even. 
<laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> it wasn't me. That was the filter. I used the same filter on everyone. <laughs> Why do I not believe that? I don't know, but I'm dreading mine. At <laughs> yeah, yours is coming. It's oh be, man, uh, that was good. That was good. Okay. It's oh, like man. kind of like the Whole Foods bully. <laughs> Mine's most likely to have armpit hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Working. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the head Oh, man. <laughs> got I like the going too. <laughs> no, it's my hat. She turned my the hat into hat hair. That is incredible. <laughs> I mean, I look like uh, I've had some work done. Yeah. A lot yeah. of work. Yeah, what? Were you oh, on the man. Jersey Shore? This is definitely like <laughs> scary girl, PTA models. Oh, like your personal yeah. trainer. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a personal trainer. That's your personal trainer. Do another rep. <laughs> okay, but smash or pass Berkey? Hard. <laughs> that's a pass. Sorry, Burke. I can't reset. No, that's good. What do you mean you that's good? The only one I'm smashing off. so far is Brian. <laughs> <laughs> just wait. Just wait till you see Chin. My man. No, no. I'm not a last I'm not but not least. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> this one really surprised me. I'm a reaction. It, it's not their type. It's I'm not. Gonna, that's I'm gonna, 100% uh, true. Chin's trying to fuck himself right now. It's beautiful. It's my type. That for sure. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Like almost all the girls I've dated look like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a complex. I feel clearly. like you for sure have like a cousin or an aunt. Stop talking about my cousins, bro. I swear to God, I don't play that. Don't talk about my cousins. I don't talk about no cousins. <laughs> Ain't no cousin talk. Smash or pass Chin. I would hard pass. Hard pass. Wow. Not into it at all. So, so Lamanna's the, the, the clear. The bell of the ball. <clears throat> you guys don't like the female Landon? No. No one likes the female Landon. <laughs> no Land one. Landon's Man, that was awesome. We need, we need more. We got one more. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's man Lisa. That, are you afraid this guy's going to steal your girl? <laughs> <laughs> What? This guy's gonna steal my. Why is your forehead converter? so accented? <laughs> it's they added they added a little. Well, uh, you gotta add something to you know, make a little sure. concern wrinkle. Oh, you probably you probably had your hair back in the photo too. I'm guessing. Yes. I feel yeah. like that guy has you some enemies look, coming after him. Yeah, you look, <laughs> I do. It's, I have some me, enemies after that, me. What's that like meme? It's like, oh, send me money. Like, send my, me twenty five k. My enemies are my after enemies me. Are after me. Yeah. <laughs> you look like a dude who would pay another dude to bang your girl while you watch. No, I'm the guy <laughs> who's banging, it, who's being paid shirt, to bang. Dude, there's like some. I don't sort, understand. What's the problem? You're very like sexual. I'm today. spicy today. It's St. Patty's Day. Let's go. Oh man, dude. I'm the dude that they're paying to bang their girl. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> that dude looks very fragile. Uh uh. He's got a, a heart of gold and strength. A heart? <laughs> a heart of gold. All right, well. Oh, so what's this segment called? Hard, pass, smash smash or, pass? or pass. I think we should do this like every month. I, I just want, I just want before we get canceled, I want everybody to know this was Melissa's doing. All and me. Uh, we cancel actually. Me, but either baby. way, it's like if cancel, cancel me. I've already canceled, canceled myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, like, I like the segment. I think it was fun. Right, I'm, I'm still fun. smashing Brian. Yeah, Andre, make sure you send my picture to, to Berkey's. Yeah, uh, he's going to want inbox. that tonight. Yeah. I'm, I'm, just, I'm gonna actually upload it to my dating profile and say, if you look like this, swipe right. Literally, like, like I trust her. Like I, you literally beautiful. I trust her. 
I trust her. That's that's that the is... that's the goal, man. No, it's not. Yeah, this... find a nice seven. This... No, uh, it's nice not. This lady seven and a half. Like the, Listen, like... you guys just have different views on the women. Yeah, we like, do. Obviously, that one and yours yeah. are on the opposite mm -hmm. ends. Of this that looks like every girl so, we grew up with in high school. That yeah. looks like every teacher. Yeah, that's if that's what my teacher looked like. We would have been Bro, in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> that is like literally my first, second, third, fourth, and fifth grade. How lucky were you? My first thought was like guidance counselor. That's only Miss Ray. My guidance counselor was, was Mr. Cat Knees. Mr. Cat he couldn't hear. He didn't yep. know what guidance actually was. <laughs> he just said "ma" a lot. That's what? Wild. He was he was out there. He was a cat. I mean, we caught him at the end of <laughs> we caught him at the end of days. Like oh, he wasn't in, yeah. in interested yeah. in guiding us anywhere. Man, that was that was incredible. All right. All right. So moving on to uh, a little a little business, uh, we do have another po Poker Out Loud spot of the week. Uh, if you check out our Twitter or Instagram, you can comment in the thread. Uh, this week we have a hand that Christian played against Nate, I believe. All Button. my hands were against Nate. Yeah, Button versus Big Blind. Uh, there's the range of hands that we have Christian opening 200 Big Blinds deep. Uh, the quote is him on the river before choosing to bet. He says, we want two sizes here, overbet and two thirds. My hand is strong enough to go overbet. So the question we're posing to the audience is, what is Christian's hand? It has to be one of the hands in the range chart there to the right. Uh, go ahead and submit your answer either on the Instagram thread or the Twitter thread. So I bet the flop for two thirds. That two thirds. Counts, and then check back check, the turn. Check, check, turn. And then, uh, and then over bet river. Uh, go ahead and choose that hand. Once you do submit a guess, you are uh, in the running to win 30%, or sorry, uh, $30 off any item in the Solve for Why merch shop. I just want to um, say that. Everyone should definitely guess because you're a huge favorite to win because oh, I, I keep looking and everyone's wrong. Yeah, that, that part is true. Everybody is mostly wrong, uh, although that's kind of giving a little bit away. But uh, also, if multiple people guess the same answer, uh, you'll be in a drawing. Uh, there's only going to be one winner for what it's worth. They should do all right. Sorry. Uh, I was trying to help you guys. Yeah, it's fine. Tying into that, we do still have seats available for the Poker Out Loud Academy. Uh, I'm going to plug this every single day, so don't get sick of it. Uh, new structure. It's going to be four days long. Day one, you get all theory. Day two, you play poker out loud for eight hours. So you're gonna get probably 50 hands in, give or take. Uh, we're gonna hear your thoughts. It's gonna give you objective feedback on what you are doing correct or incorrect. Uh, day three, we'll cover some of those hands and we'll go into theory discussion again, talking about post-flop strategies, flop turner river play, etc. And then day four, you'll get another full eight hours of poker out loud. Fantastic study resource uh, for anybody who is a little bit lost in the uh, strategy construction loop where you're not really sure where to go. Uh, I think this is a great objective metric in the sense that like you hear your thoughts, you hear your opponent's thoughts. It's pretty easy then to calibrate your sims according to what, your, what each individual strategy is and then see how the equilibrium should actually play out. So if you have any interest in that, head to solvefory.io, click academy. the academy tab. Academy.solvefory.io. Okay. I mean, you can get to it from both. You but can, but I'm making quick more. Sure. Uh, click the academy tab if you go to the regular one. Otherwise, it's academy.solvefory.io. Uh, still three seats remaining. We are going to open up a second group of nine if we have the demand to do so. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa will make portraits of all, you, all of you. Yeah. You can all be <laughs> womanized. You guys smash or, your if you like. If you'd like, yeah. 
Sounds like a, a bonus content. Bonus content. Bonus uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Poker All Out version. I think I think it's gonna be. <clears throat> I think it's gonna be a big hit. Yeah, you're you're gonna have uh, a tall order. You and Landon. Why? Uh, you guys are doing commentary, but the way it's gonna work. Oh man. Uh, okay. Well, so it's 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 not hard, but it's challenging. If that. All makes right. Sense. Go ahead. Fire. So it's not hard because you don't really have time to comment on each hand. You'll just have like, you know, the 15, seconds. 20 seconds yeah, yeah. in between While they're hands. dealing the next one. Right. So you'll basically just say like, that was a really interesting spot. We'll look at it later. Mm. Uh, and then what we're going to do is when they have dinner break, uh, there'll be like an hour to fill there. And you guys are going to replay some of the hands, give your analysis compared to their thoughts. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, okay, it's, it's a not good study hard. I mean, I kind of enjoy stuff like that. Yeah. As long yeah, as yeah. I get to yell a little and bit. And then, you know, the hands that you don't actually get to on that break. Uh, we'll we'll discuss the following day in class. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm hyped. Let's do it. So yeah, it'll be a good time. Um, speaking of poker, pretty big week for a young man that we're quite familiar with. Uh, he joined us for the first edition of Poker Out Loud Vloggers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, he competed against Marley, Johnny Vibes, Trevor Savage. Uh, was Matt Vaughn in that one? I believe and Landon. I he think was. that's. He was. Yeah, Matt Vaughn and Landon were the other ones. Okay. Um, Rampage Poker. All right. Big big week for the young man. I don't know about big week. Big week, bro. He's a forgettable been, week. He's been playing poker for two years. Two years. And he he bought in for $100,000 at Live at the Bite. Or sorry, my apologies. At Hustler Live. Yeah, yeah. Facing off against G-Man. And had 100% of himself. <sighs> yeah, also. I mean. Yeah. I have, I have, I have 100%? All right, so. Let, I don't have 100% of myself in that game. All right, I'm going to let you get off first, and then, and then uh, I, I kind of have some thoughts. I, What's I, this shirt doing to you, bro? <laughs> he, I'm going to let you chill out. It's I'm creeping you him your, out. You're sitting there with a glory hole. Listen, I'm going to let him. you get your shit off. I'm going to let you get your shit off, and then, and then we'll talk. So what, 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 do, you, what do you think? Um, so, <laughs> so the way – I, I guess I should, I, I, should, I should give a little bit of the backstory, right? So – to catch everybody up, if you're not familiar with Rampage Poker, he came onto the scene during uh, the pandemic. He right. uh, was a fresh out of college or, or still a college kid who had an interest in poker, but uh, more specifically had an interest in becoming a content creator for YouTube. Mm -hmm. And a couple of months in, he ends up winning a WSOP bracelet during the first online bracelet series. Right. Uh, and I believe it happened either the day before I made my first final table or the day after I made my second one. This ain't about you, dog. I'm, I'm just, I'm giving the, the full breadth of the story because he Context. fell onto my radar that way. I got you, I got Because um, I remember like tuning into his stream right. while I was streaming. Right, right, I do remember that, right. Uh, so he rips off a bracelet, self-proclaimed not very good at that point, like pretty fresh and new. Well, he was a cash game player. Right. Yeah, yeah, from Boston, right. uh, playing like some of the underground games and yeah. uh, win encore. Um, so yeah, like not like, like pretty pretty new to the tournament scene, pretty new to poker overall. Wins a bracelet and six figures, mm -hmm. big deal, right? For sure. Never really, never really got out of the mindset that he's new and learning and you know not elite. Like at no point does he advertise himself as an elite pro, right? Okay. Even now. Yeah, sure. So yeah, now we're like two years into the experiment. His YouTube has blown the fuck up. He's crushing it. Yeah. He put a video out not that long ago uh, showing his ad re or showing his revenue for the year. I think he made like a quarter million on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Impressive. Because like when he was here, I spoke to him a little bit about it. And he's like, yeah, like I have big plans for YouTube. I think I know how to uh, 
uh, you know, basically become a major influencer on there. Uh, I have this idea for multiple channels. He has, I think, three different channels. He has Rampage Poker, uh, Ethan Yao, which is just his personal mm-hmm. page. And then I think there's another one, but I'm not positive. Okay. Um, all seem to be doing really well. I know his Rampage Poker one's the most popular. has like 150K subs. Yeah, yeah. He has videos sure. with over half a million views, et cetera. Um, but over that time, he continually keeps ramping it up. Mm-hmm. So him and Mariano... Uh, they do a lot of uh, meetup games, like meetup games together. They travel together. Yeah, uh, they, they lived on the road together a bit. And from my understanding, um, having spoken with him briefly, Mariano is a little bit further along in his progression. Mariano is a, is is specialized in cash live cash games. Yeah, like for sure, winning at five ten, probably winning at ten twenty. Yeah, uh, I, somewhere I, somewhere I, in I that think realm. He's in, I think he's I, if he played Bellagio five ten, he would probably be in the top five players in the pool. That's where I met him. Yeah. Uh, I was at Bellagio playing twenty five or playing fifty hundred one day, and he happened to be in town. This was during pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, and I think he was playing five ten. But yeah, for sure, I, I think he's winning in that pool, and he's probably winning in like most ten twenty right. across. Yeah, the yeah, that's fair for sure. So he's, he's, he's a little bit further along. I imagine that he's helping Ethan a lot in his progression. Um, but here we are now, two years later, and Ethan's just like going for it, man. Like just playing nosebleeds. This is the second time. He bought him for 100K on Hustler. Right. The first time was a bit softer of a lineup. There was no G-Man. Um, I mean, that lineup was also good. It was just G-Man. Right. Like, yeah. So this lineup was... He should be a favorite, I think. Or, yeah, he's in there. Or break even this is the at thing. worst. There's this, this a thing. Like, before I get into all this stuff, like, is he a favorite? It, his EV gets massively cut down when G-Man's on his left covering 100K. Yeah. Like, yeah. at that point, he might not even be a favorite anymore. I think buying it for 100K in that particular game is dangerous all right let me let me get let me get my tip because i feel like it's kind of it's kind of the problem i think it's dangerous when like the i guess the newer generation the kids whatever like they end up getting like massive attention and then they keep having to up the ante right and then it's like bro this is a very like this is a dangerous path in a gambling environment where you could lose a lot of money fast if you play this game and I think it happens. If the cameras weren't on, do we think he buys in for 100K? No, I don't think he. I don't think he's buying in for a hundred k off stream, knowing that G Man is right there. Like right. it's just kind of dumb. Like it's yeah. just like so. It's like I think that we're getting into an era with, with like these YouTube, these YouTubers or like influencers or wanting to be an influencer, wanting to be known, where you have to keep upping the ante. And it's just like, you don't have to do that. People like you for your personality. You don't have to buy for 100 It's kind of fascinating, though, because A, it does get the clicks, which is important of for course. him. But B, uh, it's the opposite of what it was like coming up for me. So for me, I was buying 500 big blinds deep into every uncapped game. And I didn't give a shit about who was to my left, ever. Bellagio 1020, I'm sitting 10K, always, yeah, but, right? That's Yeah. But, but like now, the irony is if I had his seat in that particular lineup, mm-hmm. I would have bought him for 40,000. Yeah. And it's not 100%. even a matter of, it's not even a matter of being scared money. Like I don't mind playing 100k deep with Garrett. It's just nobody else was 100k right. deep. You're literally just providing. I'm just negatively good, free rolling myself. Yes, you're providing yeah. a good situation for Garrett. For Garrett, yeah. yeah. It's like I'm just upping his EV for no real good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I I'm sure he would return the favor if Maybe. if roles were reversed. But like, who cares? Like, yeah, it's if, not about that. If the difference between me selling or not selling in the game is buying in for 40 versus 100. I would rather have 100% of myself buying in for 40K bullets than I would have, like, say, 66% of myself buying in for 100K bullets at a time. Right. And this is what I'm saying. Like, he was playing the. And for the record, 
I think what he's doing is great for poker, right? Like, like the YouTube channel, I think he's a great kid. I played, I played a couple hands with him at, at Bellagio. But at, at the same breath, he's like firing off like US poker opens for like, like 10K, 25s. And I'm like, like, what are we really doing here? Like, are you yeah, taking but- all yourself in all these spots that you're like not a favorite in? Bro, he's young. He's 23. He's, he's gonna make I, money. I understand. Is he gonna make money? He's gonna make money on YouTube. Is he yeah. gonna make money playing 25Ks? He's gonna make When money. you were 23, did you have solid income coming in? No, I don't think so. Me either. Did you, LaManna? No. Conrad? Yeah. What'd you have? Yo, you were fucking stealing. You <laughs> were breaking pots. <laughs> right, but I, I still don't, I still, okay, so he has, so he has a side hustle. Great. Well, my point is Or is that, that the main hustle? Okay, my point coming full circle is, what kind of risk were you taking at 23, LaManna? I mean, all of it. Right. Yeah. We're buying into one Ks with yeah. like a forty. Yeah, but it's a different. We're, we're has, talking about different eras. It's we're not more it's like different. it's more risk though because he actually has money from the YouTube Correct. stuff. So he, it's actually more, way more risk. He's not going from zero to hundred. He's not going from zero to one. He's going from already being at one, potentially going backwards. Yeah. Yeah, but it replenishes. Is my point. I understand what you're saying. Like he was able to build a role without risk, and that's that's pretty important and nice. And I'm not advocating that he should be firing off all this money. Like. Of course, it's irresponsible. You should be selling and probably buying in for less and things of that nature. But the point I'm really trying to make is that he's so young, he'll land on his feet. He has an established career path that is going to make him more than poker, at least in the near term. Yes, in the near term. Yeah, and he's very young, so he still has the ability to take his licks and get better and learn Unless this thing goes away. There's a bunch of YouTube channels that were huge, and then the that segment of YouTube just disappeared. Remember like all the pranks that were, that were sure. super, fi- they were super <laughs> fire. Everyone was getting rich in that, in that, uh, you know, Fubi tube, whatever, all these people or oversaturated. Yeah, they, they all crushed it and they thought that, and then the segment vanished. Now but, they're, but wow. could we make an argument that if like the poker bloggers ability to earn goes away, so does the ability to earn in poker? Yeah, but that, that's a slippery slope. We don't know. We, a, we know that we know that poker note, hasn't gone away, but we know YouTube channels <clears throat> and YouTube uh, communities have gone away. On a away. bright note, he did win a circuit ring uh, in a 2K for like 55, and then he just won a circuit ring in LAPC or LA for so the bike he, for like 55. So he stuck 100. No. Stuck a little less, either more like my, my whole, he's down five figures for the week. My whole perspective is, at least for him, like in him, his shoes, like money comes and goes. And he's risking a lot, but he's also young enough to be able to take those kind of risks and then be okay. Not that they're the smart thing to do, but it's a choice. Like, he doesn't have to. Well, also, we, we talk about this a lot, the, the whole frontal lobe thing. Yeah. Y- young men, they're going to take We're not fully risks, developed yet, yeah. You know? It's true. It's true. Your, your prefrontal cortex doesn't develop until you're, like, 25. So, like, yeah. uh, you are going to be naturally more risk Dumb. tolerant, I imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I don't know if it's dumb or not. I did the same shit, man. Like, my bankroll was on the table I, endless times. Literally, I've had LaManna tap me on my shoulder in Niagara Falls and say, hey, man, maybe you should get up. You have 90% of your work on the table. <laughs> but then you say, so Brian, you're, you're busy dealing with strippers. I don't want to talk about this. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm like, you're going to lose all our stripper money. Yeah. <laughs> get up and go. Honestly, it would literally make me dig in more. It's like I'm playing 1020 with, with like 10K or something like that, and I'm up 10. I don't, and he's like, yo, you just doubled your net worth. Get up. And I'm like, look at this game, bro. I, I, but I think this gets amplified because the cameras are on him all Agreed. day. Agreed. I agree. That's this why I said it was the opposite. Right. So he's doing this as a show. Right. Which is corollary 
to how he's really making his money. Mm. Whereas when we were coming up, it was just negligent risk. Mm-hmm. I was just doing it because I was an idiot who was arrogant and had no dis- or I had no regard whatsoever for money or risk. But who's in his ear is what I'm trying to say. Like, like, you know, when I was coming up, I had Drew as like one of the OGs. He has like a whole group of OGs, right? Like, who is in Rampage Year saying like, yo, probably not a great idea to have 100K on well, the Well, maybe table. nobody because like he's in the same boat with YouTube that like Brian and I were with poker coming up. Who'd you have in your ear coming up? I didn't have anybody. Me either. Yeah, yeah. Like, we had each other, but we didn't know shit from shit, right? Right. And he probably is in the same space with YouTube, where it's like, he doesn't have any other creators outside of, like, Marion, other guys doing it in the space that haven't established anything really mm-hmm. long-term either, right? I guess yeah. I There was I just understand. a small group of us trying to just figure it out as we went. Yeah. Like, I understand the thing of, um, it's sort of, if even if I lose, this is good for my main source of income anyway. Yeah. So it's sort of maybe it, it balances out yeah a like it's bit. a for the fans kind of yeah thing. Like, like it's still at least it, even if i lose it's a positive impact on my channel and if i win then it's bonus well so you guys can talk about this a little bit i think because you're on the come up too like he is he is uh sort of like double ev here right there is ev to him playing the game it's almost certain that he's not like a massive loser and with just variants alone he can be making money mm-hmm. but then on top of that there's a secondary function of this can you know, add clicks. Yeah. This is something that can generate him uh, uh, revenue through YouTube. Yeah. And I think you guys both being pretty fresh in your career are looking for ways to diverge and make a bunch of other income. So I guess like talk a little bit about that process, like how you're parsing through risk and what is most beneficial to you when you're trying to turn your attention to things. Yeah. Well, I think it's very hard and I honestly have a ton of respect for him for, because I know the content grind is a grind like he is clearly putting in a lot of thought and effort into this and there i think there is like a long-term even though you know the frontal lobe there is a long-term uh thought there of this is going to be plus ev for my channel and stuff i think i mean i think it's smart like i feel like if you're coming up right now is the creator economy is a multi-billion dollar industry and it's only growing every year if you can get in on it and as we talked about in earlier episodes if you're setting yourself up for maybe when poker becomes legal later you know being a, a presence in suddenly that, he might be more signable than someone exactly like me. yeah right. he already has a fan base right yeah content changes and i think what i mean by that is there's different ways to i guess leave an impact on a community where you can do it from a youtube sense you can do it from an instagram sense from a social media like twitter standpoint or whatever and when it comes to, I guess, monetizing that, that sort of becomes a secondary thought depending on what your primary goals are. Because I can only speak for myself, but for me, like my still primary goal is being the best poker player I can be. And then being a social media influencer, or whatever you want to call it, in like a poker standpoint is second. So for me, the goal is still the same. And it's just like a nice bonus that kind of gets well, added in where they, it can be. They feed off each other, though. Like yeah. where, where we've gotten opportunities so you're you, to play you, you all, games where y'all we are wouldn't that, if we didn't have presence on there. Sorry about that. Uh, y'all are saying that in his case, it's backwards. Well, he's his, a content yeah. creator first. So, he's, so because poker is second, that he gets to take on more risk. Whereas like if you're a professional poker player first... Like, this is just a bad bankroll situation yeah. for you. Like, so I've yeah. had some conversations with him about this stuff where <clears throat> I had a conversation with him after he bought into the Aria 10K and sort of realized how good everyone was. And he told me that he's in a place in his career 
where he does want to get better at poker and also does want to make content. And we had that conversation of it's very hard to do both in the sense of becoming a better poker player as well as being a content creator. So it seems like at the start, his sort of main grind was trying to become a content creator, but also loves poker and wants to improve and get better. But there is a disconnect between being a good content creator and being a good poker player. But it's kind of easy to blur the lines, right? Like when, when we look at something like uh, you taking on the Perkins Challenge, like that, that started from just uh, a young, brash kid firing off a tweet, yeah. right? So like something like that, uh, in that particular instance, the attention is being put ahead of the EV. Yeah. You know, because like there, there was no real long-term calculation of like what the EV of this particular spot is, how much are you actually winning for, is this a fair... Uh, a, a fair spot that you're giving Perkins in this particular instance, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So I guess like talk a little bit about how easy it is to get swept up whenever it comes to the public attention and it comes to being a an influencer or a personality that people are following and engaging with. And this is kind of yeah. what I was trying to say. Like, it yeah. becomes one of those things, at least in my perspective, where it's very easy to overinflate an ego as well as overestimate ability where it comes to the attention is nice and like having that spotlight is something that I never had. So having that was something that was new to me mm -hmm. and it was something, it was a feeling that I kind of wanted to chase. But at the same time, I never really had a conversation with anyone from my corner, so to speak about, oh, hey, like I'm willing to lay nine because I knew that win rates and heads up was very high, like upwards of double digits and big blinds, but that's versus someone that doesn't study. And that's in a different player pool and that's not where there's public attention and media and this that or whatever on it mm -hmm. right it's just you play somebody in a dark in a room right they're not trying, no they're cover. not embarrassed they can't exactly be right it's so, also for people who are established in the heads up realm that wasn't your game you were yeah. a six max player yeah like normal win rates for like regs six max regs versus rec like recreational players heads up like just from population data was somewhere between 20 and 30 big blinds per hundred it was just massive and mm -hmm. you didn't have to be a heads up specialist to do it it was just because if your pre-flop ranges are bad and your post-flop is very straightforward, you just get smashed through red line. But it also is one of those things where I realized after the fact that it was more of an attention thing than it was an EV standpoint. And at the time, I thought it was more from an EV standpoint, but I also knew that there would be attention on it. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to kind of conflate how valuable having the attention is and how good that makes you feel emotionally versus how good it is from a dollar perspective. Because maybe when it comes to the idea in itself and the EV of the spot, maybe was slightly winning slash small. It was kind of on a varying scale of how much is he going to try versus how much am I going to try. So it's hard to kind of quantify those things. Yeah. Right. But when it comes to something like playing an ARIA 10K, like you'd never played tournaments before and don't understand ICM, right? Your ROI is probably somewhere between negative 20 and 40%. So at that point, you know you're taking a loss, but you also know it's going to be good content. So it's always about trying to draw the line of how mm. much is this risk where I could be losing versus how well can this content set me up for the future. Right. And these these quantifications are hard. Like it's like future game opportunities exactly. in life. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like what but, can this opportunity give me later on? And in defense of Rampage a little bit, like if he buys in for twenty K, I think this is a non story. But that's not well, yes, but that is not. Like, well, it that's the butterfly the, effect. I think like, it the fact that the he bought in for minus. 100K and lost all this money is what's making this. Story. Right. No, but even if he didn't lose, I think he's able to spin buying it for 100K with Garrett Allison to his left uh, as a story. I mean, that was right, the title. Right, but that is one of the yeah. variables. That is one of the outcomes that happens. 
Like, no, I understand. Right. I understand. I'm, I'm saying I think he's consciously taking on the risk. Right. Knowing yeah. that regardless of what the outcome is, he still has this hook, which is I bought into a 100, 200 game with a, an elite pro to my left for $100,000. Yeah. For a house, for a car. He can quantify these things, right? For, for 20,000 just doesn't have the same shock appeal. I think for what it's worth, I, I it's know just that's about the plus minus, yeah. right? I think it's just about the plus minus because if, if, if Ethan won 100K, like that's a massive story. If yep. he lost 100K, it's also a massive story. But like... From the a right, non-result standpoint, buying in for a hundred is a story. Okay, I understand that part, but like, it's not it's like this. It's not like Ethan's working with multi-million-dollar bankrolls here. No, he has all of himself. We have to assume his bankroll is less than a million dollars. Yeah. So he's putting up somewhere between ten percent to twenty-five or twenty percent of his bankroll on the table with an elite player at the, at the end of the day. So it's like, it's... as a professional poker player, I'm like. Bro, what are you doing? Yeah. But it's yeah. different Nobody, for you. It's nobody's different for you. calling it like a logical or a <laughs> plus EV or smart money decision. But right. It's also very different. It what it is. It's also very different for the professional poker player because they don't have replenishing income at all. Right. So they're living off their bankroll. They're playing off their bankroll. It's an opportunity cost to lose. You know, he might have lost like half of his role. And that's a huge opportunity cost to a professional poker player. It doesn't change anything for him. I don't know, man. 250K a year. It's like, okay, so he's going to have to wait. A right. while and to replenish this money. And that's assuming that the faucet stays the same or increases, basically. Yeah, but it also is assuming, assuming that he's not going to buy him for 100 k anytime again in the near yeah, future. Yeah. So this isn't an opportunity cost. He's just going to go back to playing 5, 10, 10, 20, which he'll still be rolled for. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't not suck. And right, he I mean, made a video yeah. on it, like reflecting on the past week and how he lost more money than he ever thought he could potentially do in his life, thinking that, oh, I'm buying in for 100. I, I can't actually lose 100. But then when you lose a hundred, like it's like everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah, mm -hmm. he got we punched have, in the fucking mouth, and it sucks. We actually have a clip of uh, Rampage's reaction to the the playing on Hustler Live. This is not a good hand at all. Look at the chat. Oh no. Oh no, that is a shit. <laughs> Let's get something straight though. He did run very poorly. I think that that's worth noting. Uh, I feel like that happens when you're underrolled. Hundred you know? percent. No. Whenever oh God, you're yes. underrolled, no, you doesn't. are getting stacked. No, again. Christian's never lost more than two sessions in a row. <laughs> he he went on a two-session downswing yeah. once. Connor's the, the only person world I know that end. wins underrolled. Uh, I, I've I've definitely experienced both, and the times that I've needed the win the absolute most—that's when you're gonna get I'm fucked. decimated. Yeah, I, I'm just so drawing dead. What? One of the most memorable hands I've ever had uh, that probably shaped my career in some regard was I, I had, had a huge 2009, 2010, 2011. And I had gone from like a 25K bankroll, maybe even less because Brent was backing me online. I won a Sunday major on full tilt. Uh, I won a Venetian or I, I chopped a Venetian event for like 50K. And then I got 43rd in the main event for like 200,000. So I just like skyrocket, right? Then I make my first WSOP uh, final table in 2011 for like another 120,000. So I'm, I'm in like this 300K bankroll area and I know what the fuck to do with it. Because the biggest games were like 1020 and I felt massively overrolled because I've never had, you know, more than 10 or 20 buy-ins for any stake I was playing. So I started backing all of my friends. Oh, no. Massively overrolled <laughs> like, for the biggest game in Vegas. I'm, I'm just like... You know, I'm putting LaManna in everything. I'm putting my friend Brandon in everything. Like, putting some of the strippers in everything. Yeah, I'm putting strippers <laughs> in everything. Saving them. So, yeah. so they all go on like they all go on this six-figure downswing, and I start downswinging at 10:20 myself after going on a pretty big upswing uh, 
so I lose most of my profits back. And suddenly I find myself in uh, mid 2012, like right around Easter with like a $35,000 roll. And that was where I began 2009 and I was healthy. I was able to play two, five, five, ten on that roll. No problem. But now I'm on the other side of it where I peaked at like 350 and I have 10% of that all of a sudden. So I'm just looking to dust it all off. And I remember scouring Bravo and seeing that the Venetia was running a 5-10-20 game. Uh, yeah, 5-10-20 game, which they like never got. So I knew it was going to be uber soft. I sprint down there. I have 25000 on me. I buy in for it, leave myself like 10K. Rounders. What's that? <laughs> it's like in rounders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I get down there and this reg that uh, I had battled with a bunch is to my left. His name was Keanu. And uh, he has me Sick. covered. Second hand <laughs> in uh, this... there's a whale in the 20 it folds to me in the cut and i open uh kings he three bets me huge i opened like at the time i was opening big so i I think i opened like 80 or 100 and he three bets me to like 700 and we're 25k effective comes back and i fork i four bet like massive like 4500 these sizes were egregious but like you know there was like this leveling war that took place between regs and like this i mean the four bet huge is not even that bad out of position honestly true He jams twenty five thousand. Yeah. Oh damn! I'm oh, sick, but like oh, I have kings. You know, I call. and you know he has aces. He, no, he no. does not have aces. <laughs> so we're playing a fifty k pot, and I have two black or two red kings, and I'm like twice. And he goes, Nah, man, I only run it once. By the way, this guy's not in poker any longer. <laughs> Partially, this is why. I'm like, What do you mean you only run? It? We're playing a fucking fifty thousand dollar pot at ten twenty. We're the only two goddamn pros in the game, and it's like. I'm thinking to myself, like, this pot is the most meaningful pot of my life right now. Like, right. Please run it twice. And after he denies me twice, I'm just like, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm going to win this somehow. So I table my kings, and he just shakes his head. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Board comes ace, ace, deuce. He rolls over ace, king, and I'm fucking dead. Just dead. Oh, God. Stone dead. And I'm just like, okay, well, this is where it ends. I got what I deserved here, I guess. Uh, you I'll know, see there, you guys no, never. Yeah, <laughs> literally, I just like tucked my tail. Yeah. I like tucked my tail and just like slumped out of there. And then for like the next year, I'm playing 2-5 uh, in DJAF, Billy. Uh, we had battled so much throughout the years. We were both like kind of in a downswing at that time. And uh, I've been on his pod and we like talked about that exact moment or whatever. He's like, yeah, man, I just remember like being in these two five games with you and like you weren't the same person. Like I got set over set in a spot for like $500 or something like that. And he was sitting to my immediate left and like he just saw the whole thing unravel. And it was just like, I just knew you were, you were never coming back from that. And it, it was true. It took me like over a year of like really hard considering quitting poker moving on into something else because I didn't think I had it anymore. Like, it's just impossible to pick yourself up at that point. So I just like, luckily, cared enough to think that I was talented and just dove headfirst into studying. Wow. And over the next year, like... I saved you, dude. That was, that was <laughs> yeah, just like he saved the strip. How did you save me? Bro, like I gave you confidence. Like, bro, teach me the way. That was oh, two yeah. and a half years later. That, that exactly. Once you started like, you know, like... <laughs> I was Bro, rich. You told you no, you were not back rich. up again. Yeah, I was. No, you told me when I hit you up, you were still poor. No, I wasn't poor. 2013, <laughs> I had a half a million in cashes at the World Series. The I got to keep most of it. I was already in the big game by the time we I met. I manifested <laughs> here. Okay. He was manifesting it from the from from within. You know, yeah. By the yeah. way, my Before shirt does you. say, "Luck is believing you are lucky." 
Mm, I mean, I'm, I mean, I will say Conrad's literally the only person I've ever seen who wins underrolled. Manifestation. Well, he also <laughs> loses underworld. That's true. And, and more importantly, I guess he's consistent. More importantly, he loses world <laughs> a lot. He did manifest winning Not that twenty-five k really. mystery bounty. He plucked a twenty-five k bounty at the Orleans. He really he did. All... He was like down the fumes. Played the played the Orleans mystery bounty. Made day two and goes, guys, I'm gonna pull the twenty-five k. He gets one fucking bounty. Snap pulls the twenty-five k and then busts the event. <laughs> I mean, what else did they play for that's at that point? Right? That's yeah, where they got that, that. that bottle of uh, bourbon. Yeah, right, yeah. right there. That's true. Where is it? I don't know. You it guys killed it. No, we got reserves. We got reserves. <laughs> Shout out to Boone's bourbon. Uh, so I do think, so I do think yeah, it's what worth are the final thoughts. I do think it's worth examining a, a couple hands that he played. First of all, uh, after getting decimated, he did find a way to be a hero. And, and I mean, for what it's worth, like I don't think this was strategically good, but like he had to have known something in the moment. He pulls a suicide bluff where he min jams River over a $7,000 bet. It was like 7K. He jams for like 15 or 16 total oh, yeah, 20 with like dust on a queen, deuce, deuce, four, deuce board. Yeah. Uh, I think we have a clip of that Yeah, where he does get the miraculous fold. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god! I bet seven thousand and he's bluff raised. Garrett, would you have called? Holy yeah, shit! I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. So gangster. They're gonna love that. That's the bluff of the. That fold is wild, bro. I can't believe on, it. Man, Do you know man. the action that? You know how that hand happened or no? Go. I don't. It went open. Uh, button calls with kings. Okay. So this thing is pot. Um, I think it goes C bet call, turn check, uh, bet, float. Okay. Uh, river, check. He overbet seven k into four. Yeah. And Ethan just like, nah, bro, like you ain't got it. All in. How do you wow. fold kings? Tank fold. And it wasn't for a lot more. It wasn't like he jammed for twenty thousand right. over but seven. It's like you have. What does he think he, he jammed has? like twenty three yeah. effective into seven. So it was like 7K, the guy like 16 behind, and then he jammed. So oh, I thought more. the guy only had uh, like 14K. Like eight or no, nine. he had like yeah. 23K after that. Okay, so he had like 14 behind. But yeah, still, yeah. I mean, still, like, this I mean, is the best spot ever for Kings. It was a very gangster. This is a very, I'm, I want to win this hand right now. Right. Sort of jam. Right, right. I, honestly, like, uh, he's lucky that it gets through. It, it's probably to some level a tilt play because, yeah. like, turn float is. The turn float has to be great. not great. Yeah. And then the river is like, okay, I see opportunity. It's like, well, I got here, so. Right. Right. He's just not going to make money trying to get people to fold kings there. Well, in, he doesn't know LA. he's kings, obviously. In LA. He doesn't know he's kings in single race pot, but like, you have to assume the guy has a queen. At minimum, yes. Right. Queen. Like, trying to get him to fold a queen here seems like no. pretty suicidal. No, no, but man, the kid has fucking heart at least. Like, for better or for worse, he has hard. He bought in for a pile with a pro to his left. That's true. He ran a fucking suicide bluff. How many people buried? with heart like, are he still He definitely didn't play scared. I got heart, man. Let's you might be go. the only one with heart left. I don't like, know. I, don't I agree. Know. Brains outweigh heart in this, in this mean, particular I like arena. the kid, too. I like him a lot. I just, I just think I just, he has a lot of potential upside. Like, the ability to take course, on risks is worth a lot. Like, yeah, you should be conservative once you start to come into some money. But, you know... The, it, for better or for worse, he also ran well. Like he replenished two thirds of these losses instantly. Yeah, Just okay. snap, but wins that's, a fucking see, ring. You, yes, I don't disagree with that. 
and but the the world will only give you so many right. of those. No, I know, I know. It's, like, like, it's almost like it's building yeah. worse habits yeah. from yeah, 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 yeah. letting him replenish it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you only get so many reprieves. Conrad's yeah. exhausted. Because then you you start it. to think, oh well, don't worry, I, I'm just gonna bink something I after this anyway, and mm-hmm. and you don't. Then one at one point it just stops. Yeah, yeah after and I, then after you're uh, I had to I quit the Perkins thing. I just won like 120 off WSOP and ACR in tournaments. Yeah, and it was like oh. There's yeah. your reprieve. I guess this is. I guess this is where uh, I should have spent my time instead. Right. The world will forgive you like a couple times. A couple be like, times. Okay. We'll we'll let this one slide. But I if you do this again, that's how I feel. Like after that Kings versus Ace King hand, I vowed like I was gonna quit poker at that point. But like once I had that summer in 2013 where I suddenly had like 300k and then an invite into the big game shortly after, I was like, okay, you can't ever go broke again. Because you've exhausted all of your yeah. second chances. Yeah. I think like, it depends on how much heart you it. have, right? Like, What's up? I think it depends how much heart you have, how much dedication you have to like put but, yourself back in this. But spot. it's also just math. Like you yeah. can't, you just can't continuously like the gambler's ruin. Yeah, yeah. Like eventually, it just you just go broke. Well, like, isn't zero. that the <laughs> argument when it comes to something like in Ethan's case, where he does have? You can't be ruined if you have a replenishing role. Yeah, but two fifty is not. Infinity. I mean, he could if he continually maintains if he the keeps risk. Playing these stakes, then yeah. yeah. Yeah, if he just always keeps playing one hundred, two hundred, and maintains the risk, of course he'll exhaust his resources. Of course, but that's unlikely to happen. He's almost certain to go back down to one tenth. That's the part right. I'm not so sure of, Berkey. Like these cameras keep coming on. Yeah. These true. invites will keep coming. That's right. True. He like, will get more like invites. The, and these YouTube views keep going up because like you keep playing bigger and bigger, and it's like. Well, I can't. Get, I can't lose. Right. Now to Gar- I can't get unlucky game. to Garrett every single time, right? Like how he did that we're about to show. Yeah, that's true, and that is kind of like the correction, right? Like he ran really bad versus Garrett, and I think he even tweeted something. Melissa was saying he tweeted something like this. He was like, "I I sacrificed money to G Man for Run Good." Yeah. <laughs> no, he paid, he paid tried it. that. He paid, <laughs> it doesn't work for me. I'm too old. But yeah, he paid at the altar of the gods and, and was rewarded with a ring victory. But, you know, he did run pretty bad. Running ace-king into aces versus a guy that you're 200, or sorry, 500 big blinds effective with. Oh, he flopped the king. And it comes king high. <laughs> for, I mean, for what, let, let's take a look at the clip because I, ha- I have some things to say about this. I actually, I very rarely say anything bad about Garrett, but, like, I don't think he played this hand optimally. I like the way he played that, but we'll see. We'll see. Just ice cold for Rampage. Sixteen thousand. Just a drop under half pot size bet. There's the call. Oh, you could just feel for him there. Aces versus ace king, and you flop a king. So very luckily, be it run out or uh, just the sheer presence of kings in Rampage's range. Although I don't know that that's necessarily true. It was only a four bet pot. He can't just like five bet kings get in pre flop. Like, well, he's going to be shown two aces. I don't. I don't. I don't think a six bet ever comes through. I think aces just start pure flatting. Right. And all worse hands for sure start flatting. And I guess that's that's kind of the point, right? Like you do want to lower SPR out of position with kings. Like you're pretty happy to play an all-in pot, just not pre. I don't know. I mean, the kings so and deep. jacks makes up a decent amount, right? Yeah, like Garrett's gonna uh, 
Garrett's in position. He's probably going to four bet small with like at least queens and jacks some of the time. Mm-hmm. Frequency uh, jacks, frequency queens too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Ace king for sure. Uh, frequency ace king. Not always ace king four bet there. Yeah, not always. Yeah. Right. How deep were they to start? Uh, they were 400 blinds. Yeah, break your brain. Yeah. <laughs> at 400, you just don't find a way to be all in, I don't think. Like, I agree with you. You're that. risking too much of your overall range breaking down as to how do you get 400 big blinds in the pot pre, unless you have like a massive three bet size. Right. Or well, he was out of the small size. blind, so it's, it's, it's not going to be massive, but it's going to be sized yeah. Um But yeah, I mean, it, whatever. Like the whole point I'm trying to get at is it comes king high. Uh, Ethan obviously check calls third pot on flop. Turn is an, uh, a jack of diamonds bringing back doors. Goes check, check. And then the river is a brick. Uh, check. Garrett bets half pot. Ethan just calls, obviously. Um, spares well over half his stack. I think he still had like yeah. uh, 55,000 or so, 50,000 after the hand, which is nice because by all accounts, he very easily could get stacked here. Um, I think like on a king four deuce board or whatever it was. Yeah, if it comes king low, 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 he's in huge trouble. No, you're dead. You yeah. just get stacked. Yeah, yeah, I don't think the jack is that is that different though to well first of all i think i would set up three on the flop regardless so i would just start with half pot in garrett shoes it's just not a thing four bet pot though like well it just high. depends on how deep you are yeah, I mean, super, you're super deep, deep. yeah but i mean yeah you okay. just have ace like ace kings and you're trying to find a way to play for all of it yeah like, you don't have to kings. have one single size here i'm i'm saying like uh i think that i would have like a three size and then maybe a quarter pot a size quarter. uh where you're going to range bet this board of course yeah but uh some of your stronger hands are, are going to want to be able to play for stacks by the end. And when you start with quarter, it's going to be very hard. Yeah. Because you're going to have to go quarter, pot, pot. Right. And that's just pretty tough for Ethan to have a hand it, to defend. It's also just prevalent how much king-jack off is in Ethan's range. because It's, it's zero. Right. So if it's zero, the only thing that exists is king-jack suited. And then and jacks. Kings. And, and then kings. Yeah, yeah, and jacks. Right. And then, um, but there's also king-queen suited, king-jack suited, king-ten suited. Exactly. So it's just a matter of Always king. Right, so it's just a matter of like how prevalent that stuff is. Like, if the board comes king four deuce deuce six, like you're just dead. Yeah. Like we'll see you. Like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still think that like he could have and should have gotten stacked on this board, um, but in any event, like as it plays out, he does get kind of lucky while being unlucky. Yeah. If that makes sense. He lost less than he. He definitely could have. lost the minimum. Yeah, he lost. Sure. He lost less than he could have. You can't fold at any point. You can't no. do anything else at any point. You yep. just have to play the game of just okay, please. What do you think about his now. river check? I like block bet on We went back call on River. No. We went check call. Check. Check has to call. Ace King. I think Ace King, you probably want to bet. Yeah, and then yeah. King Queen, King Jack, you want to check. Yeah. But uh, it yeah. probably mixes. You could yeah. probably mix them all into, into, it, into blocks. Yeah. There, there, can't be, there can't be like a definite one way or the other, depending on the other range and all that stuff. Yeah. So in some ways, he got unlucky and lucky both in that particular yeah, spot. Jack falling on the turn is lucky for him. Yeah, slowed Garrett down. The Jack sure. does look scary because Jacks are going to float, float. versus a flop. Well, especially for flop. I don't want to get raised by like diamond draws or something. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. much that does that. That's not the worst thing in the world. It's bases. in position in that spot. It's probably not going to have many many raises as in position out of position no, just no, gets no. to jam. No, he's no. She's saying you'll get check raise. Check raise, on turn. Ethan's out of position. Yeah, the amount of diamond draws. For the four better, we're talking here. No, no. Three bet caller. The out of position. She's saying when Garrett bets the turn, he has to have some concern about being check raised by combo draws. Ethan's out of position. Correct. Yes. Yes. 
when well the king was the king and the jack are both suited of diamonds correct so there aren't that many diamond floats like yeah. there aren't that many like queen 10 of diamonds doesn't exist for ethan right i'm we, not right. so sure it doesn't exist for ethan there <laughs> like i think if he three bets he might get a little gangster there but calls, like it's like, more he's so not gonna the be, type to just like muck it i well, agree it's more so gonna be it, the ace queen ace but like tens. i don't i don't know if he's just pure mucking it it's more so going to be the ace queens, ace tens. You saw other hands that he played, right? Where he just yeah, yeah. naked floated. Like, yeah. People that naked float turns to bluff rivers on the queen right. high full That house. was a very like, different spot. But those people are not built to just three bet full queen ten suited. Those are not the no, same. No, no, no. He's beings. saying that he just wouldn't I'm float the flop. I'm saying to float flop very, on a king six. What was king four deuce? Or king six deuce, something like that. King six yeah. deuce. Like queen ten diamonds and just going to peel one off. Yeah. Right? It's, mm-hmm. At least not out of position. I don't think, he, I don't think he's going to fold, but all right. Yeah. We're just different assumption. I don't think. Yeah, it just sort of depends. But yeah. getting yeah, checkers sucks in general because people under bluff has. But this. I agree. There's just only one combo he's worried about, or two. Yeah. Yeah, it's like not that concerning, I suppose. Yeah. The, the major point I'm trying to get at is I think aces bets a pretty high frequency on the turn. Aces just doesn't block king queen king jack king ten. Like you just find a way to go all in. King Most jack is bad for us. I'm yeah. Wondering. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like. There's just enough value that does call. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure, you value on yourself sometimes, but that's kind of part of the game. Right. Like, I would be a lot more confident in tripling ace, aces there than tripling a king-queen suited. Oh, well, right? Or like an ace-king. Yeah, yeah. Like, you want to bet aces more than ace-king because you king. don't... Of course, yeah. you want to block the king. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, aces is just kind of that hand that fits into the 3-E, 2-E jam situation on a good board. Where, like, ace-king, you probably start checking sometimes. Because you're going to get stacked by we've kings gone, anyways. We've so. gone into the deep end. We've no, I mean, he's, not, he's not. He's not wrong. No, I just of course think he's that, not like, wrong. Yeah, like I think Gary's. We're probably would agree, and he's just like, well, I'm yeah, I'm not like trying to. Yeah. I'm not trying to troll or anything. Yeah, no, uh, Gary would probably be like. I'm, well, I'm more so time. shining a light to the fact that like Ethan was in a tough spot and got super lucky to not get stacked. Yeah, like, like that's, that's part of the reason. So you why. should sit again and see if Gary plays better next time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Man, Gary just fully. I mean, stacks. he did replenish the role. Live range is so they funnel so tight too, though. In that spot, like Ethan might only have King Jack plus, though, which is a concern. That's no probably way. why Garrett checked. Obviously, is Ace King. Now, but maybe Garrett thinks that he just won't stack Ace King. Like he'll just he just Garrett he'll just fold. He also has two aces in his hand. Yeah, I understand, but like he also isn't three bet folding King Queen suited. Like there's definitely whatever. Like we don't need every to go so I, deep. Every time into I get I, I get fucking. Burn at the stake for like value betting too thin or bluffing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I've gone for three in this spot way too many times and way too many times I've just been shown a set where I'm getting trapped. Yeah. Uh, But at the same token, it's just like, it's way different. Versus the chess master. Like the hand you you played against Eric. Like when you triple aces, like I thought that was fine. You're like, I think that's a mistake. I do because I think that like the board texture had changed in such a way where it's just going to fill up a lot of his range. Like, We'll ten, talk about it. Ten, seven, seven, like it's way probably, different when his when he doesn't have a secondary hand in a ton of combos that's that's relevant. Like in this particular instance, Ace King is a big relevant hand that you know you can target because it exists in Rampage's range. We don't know how often he's five betting kings, but it's probably greater than zero. Yeah. So like kings is just less than. Yeah. And the same thing with Eric. It's like I don't know how often he even has kings because he's probably five betting them with a player behind. At a relative frequency. Well, we don't have the, the, the Eric hand, but we'll bring it up next time so that we can. Yeah. I, the, you the guys whole point can I'm do this is... for hours, so maybe we yeah. table it. I've heard it. I've heard you guys <laughs> go on for hours. <laughs> well, this is a quick insight into uh, the software wide behind the scenes chats. Yeah. Uh, anyway, wrapping up the, the Rampage portion, um, I think that 
you know, what he's doing is probably good for poker as a whole. It's almost certainly unique to the content space. I don't know any other vloggers that are playing 100K buy-ins. Uh, for sure. Prior to this, I would say Owen probably played the biggest at mm -hmm. like 2020. It was like 2040 max. Yeah. So like, you know, he is setting himself apart in that regard. Uh, he's using his lifestyle channel to also talk about this. So like the video, the, the reaction video that he had to the session wasn't on his poker uh, page. It's, it's instead on his lifestyle one, which will definitely grow that. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, you know, I think it's very reasonable to promote risk to young people, especially when they have replenishing income and the six figure range, like have a one-off where you're the star of the show and pray to God that you run good or win a tournament shortly thereafter. Prayer. Prayer is and the, poker. Is the <laughs> that's the actual key. Yeah. Major well, manifest. Yeah. Melissa, you know. Conrad knows all about the manifest. Um, it's What do you do, Conrad, to manifest your, like, what did you do for the bounty? I can't share this oh, information okay. with you guys. Blood sacrifices. Yeah, blood can't, sacrifice. Can't share it. That's who Yellow actually jackets. did that to that bird carcass outside. Uh, <laughs> it's <right>. Conrad. <laughs> Chased it down. Newt just comes in with a, a remaining leg. He burned and, it outside. Oh, no. Uh, speaking of degening, I myself uh fired off a large chunk into a jpeg uh, a few months ago so back in october i bought myself a mutant ape and uh i made a bit of an error if if i'm looking at things in hindsight i bought one of the mid-tier apes mutant apes uh so i think i paid like nine eth for this and what i'm learning the more i get into nfts is that there is absolutely just no volume traded outside of the floor and the peak. Very the floor illiquid. And the yeah. People want to buy the most expensive and the most rare, and they want to sweep the floor whenever they think the prices are low and they can get a bargain. But nobody gives a shit about the, that middle 33 to 66% of rare. Like, we, you know, we have a pretty rare mutant here. Uh, it's got a lot of rare traits, and it's skyrocketed in value. The floor for it now is 35, uh, which is what we have it listed at. But a lot of that is also due to the, the current um, churn, I guess, in the ape market overall, as there was a big launch today. ApeCoin has, has officially hit the market. Uh, it opened on all major platforms, Coinbase, Gemini, uh, Kraken, etc., at $5 per coin. Um, it peaked at like 14 and I think it's currently settling around 750 Why is this relevant to me owning a mutant? Well, let me tell you. It's a little added bonus. If you own a uh, board ape, you got blasted with ape coins today. I think they got somewhere in the neighborhood of 10,000 ape coins. Uh, ape coins. Um, I'm not sure if you have that chart available or not, Andre. But uh, for the board apes, uh, so yeah, we'll see here in this graph. The board apes uh, got somewhere in the neighborhood of, oh, th this is the right one. Sorry, you have to scroll down further. I have it right here. My bad. Well, you having it does us no good, Conrad. Got to tell you. <laughs> um, anyway, I'll, I'll read while he gets to the charts. So uh, you get roughly 10,000 uh, ape coins if you own a board ape only. If you own a mutant ape only, you get around 2,000. Um, but if you own combinations of the board ape and kennel club, board ape and mutant ape, or board ape and or sorry, mutant ape and kennel club, uh, you get additional bonuses. So uh, at the peak today, we were looking at a six-figure airdrop for uh, owning a board ape, 
And for us, we were somewhere in the neighborhood of like 20,000, no, 30,000 um, for the 2,000 coins that, that we were dropped. So kind of a big deal. It looks like there's a ton of volume being traded right now on this coin. Uh, it looks like there's a lot of hype around uh, Bored Apes and Mutant Apes currently. Just I think that there's a casual $2 billion market cap. That's significant. It, it's sitting at like 870 also. Oh, it went up? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So we're making money while we're doing the pod. I like that. Um, do you know anything, uh, Melissa, about the functionality of the coin? I, I thought I read something about the NFT being yeah. able to do. Mm, I think it's uh, there's going to be merch ability. There's going to be maybe there's it's all whispers, I think. But yeah. uh, talks about land in a metaverse, you know, all the, the, the typical Classic. gimmicks for coins yeah. to keep them from going to zero. Um, <laughs> well, who knows what will actually come of it? But uh, clearly there's enough hype behind it that they they can probably do a lot so yeah i mean it's kind of nice for for us that are holding the nft because it gives us a hedge opportunity right so i can either like pay some attention to this coin market and uh recoup a lot of what i spent on the jpeg that way mm -hmm. or i can sell high now on the jpeg since it's i mean i bought it for 90th i think we have it listed at like 35 right now so it's nearly 4x in value and then still have exposure to the market through the yeah. coin. I mean, the nice thing is you won't see the liquidity, probably you won't see the liquidity right. issues that you're seeing with your mutant. Yeah, the and that seems to be pretty common with NFTs as a whole, which yeah. big picture, uh, I don't know what the solution is for that, right? Like you definitely don't want markets that only trade on the floor and the ceiling mm -hmm. uh, since the vast majority they of the- They have some fractionalizing pools and stuff like that, I yeah. know, but- yeah, there's a lot. That, that seemed to lose popularity pretty quickly. Yeah. It seemed to be a thing for punks and then just kind of went away. Right. Or maybe maybe ETH rock a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I don't hear a ton about that. I, I'm not super sharp when it comes to NFTs, obviously. I know you're doing a lot more in that space than, than I am, but... I'm kind of I, out of the game right now. It's, well, everything plummeted. It's a... Yeah, it was... I mean, it's... Everyone knows like, oh, JPEGs are going for this much money that's a bubble yeah so <laughs> i don't necessarily know that it has to be though uh, i think it's going to be the same thing with cryptocurrencies where it just comes down to proof of concept yeah like if we can find some functionality and, and there has been some like play to earn stuff that's been popping off mm -hmm. uh I, I think all of that has some relative future uh what we do know is that like blockchain technology is absolutely going to revolutionize the way that we do business i can't believe where it is now from when i first heard about it in high school like I thought it was anyone who talked to me about it which was mostly just the guy I was dating at the time who was mining bitcoin on his computer in high school like I thought he was insane and I didn't I just didn't understand it really yeah. and then I didn't really start actually taking it seriously until way later like when I kind of got in around the top so yeah, that's how it goes sometimes <laughs> yeah I mean to me I compare this space a little bit to like the internet so, you know, LeMann and I are old enough to know what it was like to live pre-internet mm -hmm. and then have that new technology kind of develop. Yeah. We were learning about the internet in high school, not blockchain right. technology. Yeah. yeah. We're going to become the boomer. Everybody like becomes years. the boomer. Everyone yeah. yeah. You know, if you're lucky. That's how, that's how like it works. We're talking about like not understanding blockchain, but then like in 15 years, like kids that are like my age now are going to be like, what do you mean? It's so simple. Yeah, they're they're gonna be like. They already are like that. What do you mean you went outside and played? We have the metaverse. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's bombs going off outside. Right. You know, it's we're just living in dystopia. apocalyptic wasteland. Right. Yeah, can't wait. 
Have you ever seen or heard of the book slash movie called Ready Player One? Yeah. That's good like, movie. It'd be like that. We're like, oh, I like, hope not. God, what a dystopian land that, that yeah. they, they painted there. It's yeah, yeah. pretty awful. Good movie, though. Good book. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the variety of topics that we covered. We will be back tomorrow for our final show of the week. Uh, not really sure what we're going to get into, but it's Friday. So, you know, we're going to do a little feel good Friday. We might Wait, get Conrad we a little barbecue? bit drunker tomorrow <laughs> than we did today. St. Patty's Day, you know, he's, he's, he's calm. He's, he's nice. He's nice right now, but he's sweating a coin. That's why I can tell he's yeah. got that look on his face. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. He has like 10% of 10% something. of 10% yes. That's of why coin. he's so quiet. Busy over investing by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> March Madness over here. Yeah, yeah he's trying to see if his Sweating. net worth is going to double in the next 15 minutes. Hello. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's going to wrap it for us. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We will be back manana. What? It's <laughs> tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow. <laughs> I know what it means. <laughs> Are you sure? He just said it funny. <laughs> manana. 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 Manana.